Vita Veda's status is somewhat in question. We tell you why there is no need to panic. That and more on today's episode of Locked on Bucks. On Buccaneers, your daily Tampa Bay Buccaneers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. What's up and welcome into this live Friday episode of Locked On Bucks, your daily podcast covering the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We want to thank you for making Locked On Bucks your first listener view every single day. Don't forget you can subscribe or follow for free on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. And of course, you can follow us on Twitter. I am James Yarko at JRCO underscore Bucks. He is David Harrison at DHarrison82. We are your hosts of Locked on Bucks. I am the deputy editor of SB Nation's BucksNation.com. David is a staff writer over at BucksGameDay.com, Sports Illustrated's fan nation site covering the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And we are here with you every Monday through Friday, along with our everydayers and our every livers. And we want to thank you for your continued or uh, your continued support of the show. I can talk today. Vita Vea is the player's name that I messed up in the cold open, and uh, I can put together mouth words in an efficient fashion. This episode is brought to you by Prize Picks, the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL. Use code locked on NFL, all lowercase, for a first deposit match up to $100. Uh, on today's episode of Locked On Bucks, it's our, Friday, it's our final look on Friday of the upcoming matchup against the Atlanta Falcons. We've got some keys to victory. We've got some bold predictions, some player of the games coming up. But first, we've got to start this episode with the injury report, and that's where Vita Vey is going to come up in this conversation super quick. And uh, I think that's why James can't talk very well right now, because he's a little bit nervous that Vita Vea may not be able to play this weekend. Uh, Buccaneers injury report, final game statuses coming out on Friday after practice. And Vita Vea, the defensive tackle, star defensive tackle, offensive record of NFC South offenses. Um, it's okay to be redundant when you're Vita Vea. Uh, foot injury is questionable officially for the game. On Sunday, and outside linebacker Anthony Nelson also questionable with a concussion. However, Anthony Nelson practicing all week, full participant, which tells you that he's at least in the final stages of concussion protocol, and uh, you would assume has not been having any relapsing symptoms, which means he's probably okay. Um, cleared fully already. Wide receiver Mike Evans, linebacker Levante David, which their mispractice was a rest day anyway, so there's never any concern there. Uh, for the Atlanta Falcons side of things, they have cleared defensive lineman Calais Campbell who got a rest day as well on Wednesday uh, and then was perfectly fine Thursday and Friday. So really, James, there are only two guys on both sides of this ball combined that are, that are questionable for this game. Vita Vea, Anthony Nelson. Uh, no shade to Anthony Nelson, but how concerned are you about Vita Vea? Uh, not one bit. And, and here's why. Todd Bowles was asked by the media if this injury occurred during a game, during practice, and Todd Bowles said neither. Uh, he just came in and he said he's been sore. And so they asked about the progression and Todd Bowles said, quote, he's a little better today. So hopefully by Sunday, he should be at full tilt. And, and look, Vita Vea has played through injury already this season. You know, he had the uh, pectoral injury early in the year prior to the bye, battled through that. And I would think that that's probably 
a little bit more significant than just foot soreness. Now, I don't want to downplay the fact that this is a very large man who has to push all of that weight off with all of his strength with those feet and battle other very, very large human beings in order to try to rip the heads off of opposing quarterbacks. So I'm not trying to downplay any kind of foot soreness. Maybe there is some sort of underlying injury that they didn't find or couldn't find or anything like that. But this is Vita Vea we're talking about, and I he's not going to miss any time that basically he isn't forced to. So I do think that Vita Vea ends up playing in this game. I don't think that he's going to be any less than his normal self. It's certainly something to keep an eye on, especially early in the game. And, and I go back to that Detroit game, and there were some long stretches that I noticed that Vita Vea was not on the field. So maybe they are working on trying to figure out this rotation where Vita Vea is playing a little bit less than his normal snap count, you know, mm -hmm. just out of an abundance of caution. But when you're going up against a team that runs as much as the Atlanta Falcons do, you want your guy there that's going to be able to blow up the line, be able to throw 350-pound guys into the middle of running lanes and really slow that down, not to mention, you know, the, the collapsing of the pocket on – on passing downs he's got three and a half sacks this year which my son was telling me the other day Vita Vea and Joe Tryon Shoyinka have more sacks this season than Nick Bosa is that is is that a thing is that accurate I mean that it could be I'd have to uh I'd have to verify it we don't unfortunately we don't have any producers in the back to do our stat checking for us if, if anybody in the live chat wants to check that for us uh we, we would greatly appreciate that Breedlove says the NFC South is trash that's an interesting uh, early comment here on the live today. But Breedlove, we appreciate you for coming through anyway. Richard, Alexander, Paul, everybody else uh, coming through here the live. And, of course, if you're watching after the live or listening after the live, we still appreciate you just as much. But you can't uh, interact with us as we're recording this or as we're broadcasting this. So, Vita Vea, yeah, I, I think Vita's going to play. I think, you know, I, I don't want to say he's fine, right? Obviously, you know, if he was just fine, he would be practicing fully and there would be no concerns. There would be no designation whatsoever. But... You know, this is a guy, like you said, he's he's, play, he's played through a lot uh, in his career specifically. I mean, he, he's a guy who's been injured and then come back uh, very, very quickly from that injury relative to the injury itself. Um, I think Anthony Nelson's probably fine. I think, honestly, we're probably going to get a very rare occurrence here in Week 7, James, where both sides of the field have relatively healthy rosters. And, you know, obviously you've got your IR members that are not, you know, counted in this conversation. But as far as your active rosters are concerned, I think both sides – of this matchup are going to have more or less their full uh, complement of players available to them to try to win this game. And just like you and Aaron Freeman of Locked On Falcons uh, kind of covered on the on the uh, crossover Thursday episode, this is a very important, uh, I'll say Thursday game, it's a very important divisional matchup uh, in, in terms of how this race goes. Everybody knows division matchups are always important because one win is basically two wins because you're, you're giving a division opponent a loss on top of it. But the Atlanta Falcons have proven so far to be that competitor for the top spot in the NFC South uh, compared to the Buccaneers. It's not the New Orleans Saints who have already come into Week 7 and gotten a loss. Thank you uh, to the Jacksonville Jaguars. It's not the Carolina Panthers who uh, I think they're on a bye this week anyway. But even if they won, I mean, come on. Right, right now, nobody's really all that concerned about the Carolina Panthers, even if they get a win. So you want to have your full spoil of players. But i got to be honest with you, even if Vita Vea can't go, or like you said, he was kind of. it appeared he was a little bit limited, uh, in their last outing against the Detroit Lions. Obviously, you want him more against the Detroit Lions. But even against the Atlanta Falcons, I don't know that I really worry about it too much because 
the advantage that I have coming into this game is they played the Commanders last week, which means I got to watch them obviously play the Washington Commanders, but then I also did some film study leading that game. So I've watched about half of the games that they've played already this season, and they don't really like to run the ball up the middle too much. Now, if Vita Vey is not there, I think that changes a little bit. I think if you're the Atlanta Falcons, you kind of have to test that middle of the field. Um, but the reason they don't run up the middle of the field that much is because they're really not that that good with it, even with B. John Robinson. They just don't block it very well. And if you're not blocking very well, it doesn't completely matter if you have your best defensive lineman on the field. So even if he's a little bit limited, I'm okay with that because I think that the Buccaneers have the weapons uh, behind him on that defensive line to be able to plug that hole in the middle of the field. Not going to be as effective getting to Desmond Ritter, like you said, as a pass rusher and a block eater getting uh, pass rushers free. That might be where you get a little bit concerned. Um, but I will say this about the crossover. I kind of already told you this pre-recording. You were very nice to Aaron Freeman. When we get to uh, my score prediction, I'm not as nice uh, to Aaron as as you are. Um, but we will talk a little bit more about that as as we go along. We have much more to say about the Atlanta Falcons and what the Buccaneers need to do to get a win uh, this weekend. Yeah. Uh, by the way, our chat has confirmed uh, Vita Vea and Joe Tryon Choyanka more sacks this season than Nick Bosa. So uh, it has been confirmed. Joe Tryon Choyanka is a better player than Nick Bosa. But we've got four right. keys to the game. And if the Buccaneers can secure all four, they will beat the Atlanta Falcons and they will do so convincingly. That is next on today's episode of Locked On Bucks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Everyone has probably found themselves in a situation where they were away from home and got hit with the unexpected. It's not always a life and death situation, but what if you were caught in the midst of the unexpected without access to medications that could help you? That The Jace case helps prevent you from being caught unprepared. The Jace case provides five life-saving antibiotics for emergency use and gives you peace of mind so that you are not just hoping that you have access to medication in an emergency. Jace Medical makes sure that you have medication in hand. And as someone who travels a lot for my son's hockey team, I never know what could happen in the winter months so far from home. That's why the Jace case is now an essential part of our packing routine. They handle everything from the online evaluation to licensed pharmacy medication delivery and ongoing consultation and care. Don't get caught unprepared. Instead, get this personalized emergency medication kit that contains life-saving antibiotics to treat the most common and deadly bacterial infections. Save more than $360 by getting these life-saving antibiotics with Jace Medical plus an additional $20 off by using code LOCKEDON at checkout on jacemedical.com. That's J-A-S-E medical.com, promo code locked on. Snap into action this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there is no better time to get in on the action. The app is incredibly easy to use, and there's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. Right now, FanDuel has the Buccaneers as two-and-a-half-point home favorites against the Atlanta Falcons with an over-under of 38-and-a-half with both quarterback passing touchdowns set at over-under one-and-a-half. That's right. They are saying that Baker Mayfield, Desmond Ritter, same human being. But I would go ahead and take the over on Baker, the under on Ritter, and you can do so too by visiting FanDuel.com slash locked on to kick off this NFL season. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL.
Thanks again for making Locked On Bucks first listen, your first view today and every day, every day. Thank you for always coming through on a regular basis like you do. Football season is here, and Locked On is kicking up our coverage with Locked On NFL Kickoff Live. Each Friday, Locked On will go live at 2 p.m. Eastern on every Locked On NFL YouTube channel. Host Tanitra Batiste, Jarvis Davis, and Kyle Krabs will break down every game on the NFL slate to get you ready for your team's matchup, your fantasy lineups, your betting angles, and more. Plus, you get the in-depth local analysis from our stable of NFL hosts across the country who know these teams better than anyone else. Find Locked On NFL Kickoff Live every Friday at 2 p.m. Eastern on any Locked On NFL YouTube channel, including Locked On Bucks. If uh, you're watching this live, you've already missed it. But thankfully, because of technology, you can go back and watch it. It's a pretty good time. You should check it out. Uh, taking a look at both sides of the football for this weekend's game, the Buccaneers facing the Atlanta Falcons. We've got some keys to victory, and these are not like I don't know. These are like quest keys, right? There's like four keys spread around the map, and the map is Raymond James Stadium. The Buccaneers have to secure all four keys. And if they do, then we guarantee the Buccaneers will win the game on Sunday. It's that easy. Just do these four things, and you will win. No problem. We should be like no, no, paid by the team to tell these players. If, if we're wrong, we will give the Buccaneers a full refund of the advisory fee that they give us. There you go. All right. All right. Key number one. James, run the ball to the outside. The Buccaneers are last in the NFL in first down pass attempts. They've run the ball 68 times. They've passed the ball 56 times. So that last place first down pass attempts is a little bit relative because, of course, they have had the bye week. So there are a lot of teams that have had more games um, and also, you know, just just fewer plays in general. But the bottom line is 55 percent of the time the Buccaneers have a first down, they run the ball. That's not a totally crazy lopsided number, right? But it is still more run than pass. So if you're going to run on first down consistently, if you're going to run the ball consistently or try to run the ball consistently, which we think Dave Canales and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers will continue to try to establish that pattern, you need to, if you're going to do that against Atlanta, run to the outside of the formation. Here's why. The Green Bay Packers, Carolina Panthers, Jacksonville Jaguars, and Washington Commanders all averaged four yards or more when rushing to the right side of the offensive formation against the Atlanta Falcons. Now, the Panthers and Lions averaged four yards per carry when rushing to the left side of the formation. And the Packers, Panthers, Jaguars, Commanders, and Lions all averaged 4.8 yards per carry when they ran off tackle or outside combined. So sometimes it's better on the left. Sometimes it's better on the right. Figure it out. Test the waters. Do a little bit of probing and figure out where the soft spot is for the Atlanta Falcons defense against your offense and then take advantage of that. If you can get... 4.8 yards per carry off of this Jacksonville or Jacksonville, Atlanta Falcons defense. You need to take advantage of that. And you know what? We know that the Buccaneers rushing game, not as strong as some of these other teams. So even if you can get four, even if you get 3.5, if you get 3.5 yards per carry, uh, taking, taking advantage of a soft edge against the Atlanta Falcons defense, you need to take advantage of that. That is key number one to winning this game on Sunday. Yeah, I mean, the, the Buccaneers have been relatively stubborn. Uh, about running the ball, especially running the ball up the middle. And I've talked a lot this week about change some things up, right? If you're if you're going to be that committed and that stubborn about the run game, then figure out a way to change it. What you're saying would be one of the ways to change it. So uh, I like the uh, I like the idea. It'd be nice to see Rashad White get going. Uh, I'm going to talk about uh, key number two, which is about the running back on the other side of the ball. And that is stop Bijan Robinson. Easier said than done, but here we are. 
Bijan Robinson is accounting for 98.3 total yards per game. That's 66.8 rushing yards, 31 and a half receiving yards. He is getting five yards per carry, 5.56 yards per touch. And David, you and I were talking pre-show and I was talking about how the Falcons are, what are they? I think they were top 10 in rushing yards per game. And you go, yeah, but they're averaging four yards per carry. And that's, like middle of the road. That's like 18th. Um, here's, here's the thing. Um, the Buccaneers after that thrashing in the run game that the Eagles gave them have bounced back to seventh in run defense in the NFL, allowing 83.8 yards per game. Bijan Robinson, when the Falcons run the ball, because they do it a lot, he has accounted for 50% of the team's rushes that have resulted in a first down. He's also accounted for 13.8% of the receptions that have led to a first down. So the key is to stop Bijan in the rushing game. He's still going to be a factor in the passing game, but I'm going to get to that in a second. In Buccaneers wins this season, they're allowing 3.42 yards per carry in losses 3.88. You take a look at that Eagles game again. They allowed a little over five yards per carry. So if you throw the Philly game out, this Buccaneers team is allowing 2.94 yards per carry. They have all of the pieces to eliminate Bijan Robinson as the main rushing threat. And if you eliminate the threat of the run with Bijan and you force Desmond Ritter to beat you, then you're going to be in pretty good shape. The rest of the Falcons team averages 3.1 yards per carry. So if Bijan isn't getting the job done, the rest of the team is not going to get it done either. Their ability to be two-dimensional rests solely in the hands of Bijan Robinson. Yeah. No, I mean, I, look, here's here's the thing. The Atlanta Falcons, not a very good team. Um, <laughs> and that's passing and rushing. But yes, Bijan Robinson is certainly the most dangerous of that offense drake london might actually be uh one of the more talented players like pound for pound but you know he can't do it by himself Bijan robinson also can't do it by himself most of the time he's bottled up it's because he never had a chance to get out of the backfield and that's where the buccaneers defense comes in and that's where the third key is going to come in so yeah you got to focus on Bijan robinson you got to make sure you know where he is on every single play but you also have to employ a defense that is capable of making sure that Bijan robinson doesn't have one of these breakout games because when you look at the consistency level, he's got two games this year where he averaged more than six yards per carry in that game alone. But he's also got three games where he's averaged less than four yards per carry. And in fact, less than 3.5 yards per carry. So it's a very it's a very feast and famine thing for the Atlanta Falcons rushing attack. But again, I don't put that on Bijan as much as I put it on the blocking and sometimes the play calling. The Atlanta Falcons use 12 personnel on offense 41% of the time. Of all personnel groupings, they use 12 personnel 41% of the time. They use 21 personnel. 23% of the time. That means 62% of the time the Atlanta Falcons are coming to the line of scrimmage. They've got an extra blocker than your traditional offensive set. What does that do for the run game specifically? It creates more gaps. When you have more blockers, you have more gaps that the defense has to fit. And when most defenses are rushing four or five guys, it's really hard to fill all those run gaps when you've got that extra blocker. So what are you hoping if you're running 12 personnel, 21 personnel packages and you're running out of that? You're hoping that your opposing defense is going to use linebackers to fill those gaps. Why? Because it takes the defender out of the second level. So now you're automatically scheming a second level defender out of the play 
by sucking them into a run fit. And now if you're running back and get to that second level, there's one less defender, which makes it easier for him to get to the third level. So what do really crafty defensive coordinators like Todd Bowles do? Uh, they don't bring that linebacker into that extra run fit. They bring a defensive back into that extra run fit like Antoine Winfield Jr. If you bring that defensive back into the run fit, now you've got your linebackers maintaining the second level. So if you're if you're a defensive back, usually again, Antoine Winfield Jr. or Christian Isian or Ryan Neal, if they don't get penetration through that gap, they're at least eating that block, which keeps the linebackers free to attack uh, usually east and west because the Atlanta Falcons run 52% of the time to the left side of the field. 57% of their runs, speaking of B. John Robinson, come on first down. 46% of those runs go to the left. The Atlanta Falcons are very predictable, guys. At least so far, they have been. Uh, and, and everything that I saw that I just spout, spouted out to you there, I saw it against the Washington Commanders. The Washington Commanders were ready for it. They don't fill run fits as well from the secondary the way the Buccaneers do. This is a prime opportunity for Antoine Winfield Jr. to impact the game by being a defensive back employed in the box to disrupt what the Atlanta Falcons like to do best, but it also helps against them more than just the run because as they see that safety drop down, what the Atlanta Falcons are going to try to do is they're going to try to use play action and motion, which they use almost all the time, to let Desmond Ritter find open flat route options. And I mean flat routes, not just as a flat, but also drags, in-breaking, out-breaking, deep digs, stop routes, those types of things. Desmond Ritter doesn't hit vertical routes very well. He likes it when the receivers are running North or east and west in front of him. Antoine Winfield Jr. crashing down into the box. He's very smart, very intelligent. Don't overcommit to the play action. Stay back in coverage. And now you're clogging the passing lanes that Desmond Ritter likes to use best. So I think that is a very, very important part of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers stopping this Falcons offense. And it's something that not every defense knows how to employ the way the Todd Bowles does. All right. And the final key, I'm going to run through this one real quickly. It's feed the money, guys. Mike Evans and Chris Godwin have to drive the engine of this offense. There have been too many deep targets to Trey Palmer, and they need to open up the deep passing game with Evans and Godwin. With Evans, it definitely worked against Minnesota and Chicago, so you need to kind of go back to it. And, and this isn't any shade to Trey Palmer, but that connection hasn't been there with a quarterback who historically has done pretty well on you know deep aerial attacks. Over their careers, I mentioned this on the crossover, Mike Evans has averaged 82.3 yards per game. Uh, against the Falcons, and Godwin has averaged 79.9. Chris Godwin's career high in receiving yards was 184 against Atlanta. In fact, some of Chris Godwin's best games have come against the Falcons. He had 184 and two touchdowns in 2019. 2020, 133 and two touchdowns. And uh, 2021, 143 yards. Chris Godwin this season has a 73% catch percentage and 19 of his 27 receptions have been for first downs. So yes, it's great to incorporate Trey Palmer. It's great to incorporate Devin Tompkins, but rely on your best players. They are your best players for a reason. Mike Evans was the fourth leading receiver in the league after three weeks. So go back to what was working and spark this offense to look much better than they did against the Detroit Lions. Will that happen? I'm not sure, but if it does happen, I promise you we're all going to have a lot of fun on the Sunday live, but we have bold predictions, player predictions, and score predictions coming up for you next here on locked on bucks. Prize picks is the largest independently owned daily fantasy sports platform in North America. And they are the easiest and most exciting way to play DFS. It's just you against the numbers. Instead of battling thousands of other players, including pros and sharks, you pick more than or less than on a two to six player stat projection and watch the winnings roll in. 
Price Picks is really simple to play, and I can make my picks and submit my entry in less than 60 seconds. Quick withdrawals, easy gameplay, and an enormous selection of players and stat types are what makes Price Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. And now, Price Picks offers Apple Pay for quick and easy deposits into your account this football season. This week, I am going with Desmond Ritter for less than 209.5 passing yards. Mike Evans, more than 58 and a half receiving yards. Chris Godwin, more than 60 and a half receiving yards. And Young Way Koo for more than one and a half field goals made. Go to pricepicks.com slash locked on NFL and use code locked on NFL all lowercase for a first deposit match up to $100. Again, go to pricepicks.com slash locked on NFL and use code locked on NFL all lowercase for a first deposit match up to $100. Price picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. Did the game go to a timeout? Time to order in with DoorDash. Is it halftime? That's ordering time. Two minute warning. You got it. That's your cue to order in. Order for whatever craving strikes you. Maybe you're in the in the mood for a Cuban sandwich and potato balls from Cuban Express. Maybe today is more of a shell seafood kind of day, or you're grabbing some wings from Shamrock's Ale House. All of your favorite restaurants and stores from retail to grocery are on the app, so you can shop everything you need to get game day ready. Get prepared before game day. Stock up on your favorite appetizers and order all your tailgate gear on DoorDash, then get ready to watch your Buccaneers win. Get 50% off up to a $10 value when you spend $15 or more on your first order when you download the DoorDash app and enter code LOCKED23. Subject to change, terms apply. Don't forget, use code LOCKED23 for 50% off up to $10 on your first order when you download the DoorDash app and spend $15 or more. Subject to change, terms apply. Wrapping things up here on a live Friday edition of Locked On Bucks podcast, and the Bucks play the Falcons Sunday at one o'clock at Raymond James Stadium. Catch every snap of the Buccaneers hometown broadcast with SiriusXM on the SiriusXM app. Just search Buccaneers, and while you're there. You just might hear a familiar voice during the game. It is prediction time, and uh, we are going to get to your predictions here in the chat while we're going through these. But, David, let's start things off with the bold prediction. What you got? Uh, well, Desmond Ritter has committed 14 turnover-worthy plays this season, according to PFF. And uh, that's the most in the league, according to PFF. And that's tied with Mac Jones. And Mac Jones, if you guys aren't familiar has not done very well this season. Um, he's had four in two games alone, like twice. Like twice he's had four passes that were turnover-worthy. Uh, one of those games where you have turnover-worthy passes, the Washington Commanders turned it into three interceptions. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers historically have been better at generating takeaways than the Washington Commanders have. Trust me, I know this. So if the mm -hmm. Washington Commanders can get three takeaways against Cesar Ritter, then the Tampa Bay Buccaneers can get three takeaways against Cesar Ritter. Three takeaways against Desmond Ritter for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. That's my bold prediction. I like it. I like it a lot. It would give us quite a few things to talk about on Sunday. My bold prediction, if you can't tell by my fourth key or by my price picks uh, selections, Chris Godwin and Mike Evans are both going for over 100 yards. Not only that, they're also both going to score. 
We are finally going to get the long overdue Chris Godwin touchdown, and Mike Evans is going to get back on track in this one. Uh, I expect big yeah. days out of both guys. My predicted uh, player of the game is going to be Devin White, and that goes back to my other key of the game. Devin White and Levante David, like we saw against the Detroit Lions, against Sam Laporta, Devin White is going to be heavily, heavily responsible for keeping Bijan Robinson at bay, shutting down those rushing plays quickly before he starts to get ahead of steam because Bijan Robinson, he's a phenomenal athlete. He's a phenomenal talent. And uh, he can make plenty of guys miss. So as much as, as it's on Devin, it's also going to be on Levante to contain Bijan, turn the Falcons into a one-dimensional offense, which will in turn play right into your bold prediction where Antoine Winfield and Carlton Davis and the rest of the crew uh, are going to start just taking the football away. Yeah. Bonus bold prediction. Antoine Winfield Jr. Gets all three interceptions. I'm just taking it. Uh, But Antoine Winfield Jr. If you haven't already picked up on it, because I mentioned him a whole lot in segment two, he's going to be my player of the game uh, for all the reasons just said using a defensive back to fill those extra run fits and also defend against the short flat passes that Desmond Ritter really likes to target. The problem with that is again, he will take some vertical shots, and if he sees Antoine Winfield Jr. crashing the box a lot, he's going to take him even more. So it's got to be discipline on the outside from those other cornerbacks, uh, especially my score prediction. Uh, obviously, if you haven't picked up the tone yet, the Buccaneers are the team that I'm going to go with here. 27-14 over the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers win. Good job. I am tweaking my score prediction from the Crossover Thursday episode. Not by much, just a little bit. Uh, I still think the Buccaneers come away with 20. Uh, only this time I'm picking the Falcons to score nine. So 20 to nine is my final. All of the points scored by Young Way Koo for the Atlanta Falcons. And uh, should be, should and be my a fantasy fun. team. Uh, you know what? I hate fantasy football. I went to bed last night and I was winning. Okay. I had Evan Ingram. Person I'm facing had Christian Kirk. Woke up this morning to see the Christian Kirk scored 10 points after I went to bed, and I was very upset. Um, fantasy football is stupid, and it is designed for people who like to hurt themselves, is what this boils down to, because it's just pain all the time. With that, we are going to get out of here. Make sure that you are coming back on Sunday for the post-game live reaction episode. Again, I don't have a set time probably looking at around six o'clock ish. But if you're subscribed to the YouTube channel and you have those notifications turned on, you're going to know exactly when it is happening. Check out everything that David is doing over at bucksgameday.com. Check out my work over at bucksnation.com. And of course, follow everything on Twitter at locked on bucks at jarco underscore bucks and at dharrison82. Hope you all have an absolutely outstanding weekend. Stay safe, stay healthy, fire the cannons. Want to thank you so much for joining us right here on Locked On Bucks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.